Well, good morning again, and welcome to Liberty Church. And I just want to say happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there. Um, I believe everybody's got their gift from us, which is a candle. So I just want to give an explanation of that real quick. So when I text our women's team and ask them for some ideas on what to give, um, there was one, one idea that was thrown out there and everybody agreed on it, and that was a week's vacation to the beach. Oh, come on. That sounds like a gift I want to win. And I was like, okay, I'm game with that too, but I'm not sure that's going to go over well with... Not with the, in the budget, I don't know. Yeah, not in the budget. So the next best thing, we gave you a beach-scented candle. So when you watch your candle, I hope you remember that our heart was really in a great place for all of you moms. Well, today is Mother's Day, and uh, we're going to share with you a message entitled The Power of Pink. And really, our heart today is really kind of twofold. Uh, and that is, number one, we want to honor God because He is the creator and sustainer of all life. Uh, and then we want to honor you, our mothers, who literally gave us life. And as a woman, and specifically as a mother, uh, we want you to know today that we believe uh, that you are very special and you hold a very valuable place in our hearts this morning. So our scripture for today is Psalms 139, 13 through 18. It says, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of the sand, and when I wake up, you are still with me. So I just want to go back and look at verse 16. It says, Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. God knew all, all of our life even before we were born, before one single day had passed. He knew all of our sins. He knew all of our successes, all of our failures. He knew everything even before we were born. And then David said, after making that declaration, how precious are your thoughts about us. Yes. What a glorious God we serve, that even though he knows everything about us and every mistake we're going to make, he still loves us. Yes. That is the message of the gospel. God loves you, just like you are, just where you are. And he's calling us unto himself. Amen? Amen. Happy Mother's Day, baby. I love you so much. Well, what an honor it is to be able to share this message with you. And so if you're a note taker out there, uh, I want you to look at that first point on our outline. If you haven't got it, you can go uh, to the YouVersion Bible app and download that. So the gift of life, the gift of life beginning with conception, then pregnancy, and birth all come from God. Every life matters. We're going to talk about that in a moment. Every life matters because every conception is an eternal soul. Conception is not just the work of human intimacy. It is the result of the blessing of God. And that last statement is significant because conception is not just the result of human intimacy. It's not just what happens when a male and a female come together, but it is the result of the blessing of God. And when I say the blessing of God, I'm not talking about the fact that God uh, blesses every act of intimacy. I'm talking about the fact that God has blessed humanity with a special blessing that we find in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 and 28. We're going to read it together today. It says, So God created human beings in His own image. 
In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. Then look at verse 28. It says, and then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and govern it. Rain over the fish of the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. I want you to recognize something today, that when God blessed Adam and Eve, that was a special blessing. When he blessed humanity with the ability to be fruitful and multiply, it was a unique blessing. Because if you think about all of creation, everything that God made, everything reproduces, right? Animals reproduce, fish reproduce, birds reproduce, even plants and trees reproduce. But there's something unique about humanity. And that is that human beings, male and female, husbands and wives, have the ability to not only reproduce life, but reproduce an eternal soul. And that's why every life matters. Every single life matters because every conception begins not just with an act of intimacy, but with the blessing of God to birth an eternal soul into existence. So our next point says that the first woman came from the man, but since then all of mankind has come from a woman. As a woman and mother, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We have an irreplaceable part to play in God's story. So ladies, hear me in this. God created us women to do what no man can ever do. Praise God for that. He created us to bring life into the world. We are irreplaceable. And without us, the world would not be populated. Well, the truth is, is that if us men had to birth babies, there would be very few babies in the world. So praise God for you ladies. I completely agree. <laughs> what an irreplaceable part that you guys really do play in uh, what God is doing. So, all right, we're going to look at that next little point. So we're going to recognize this morning that mothers don't create life, right? God does that. But mothers do carry life. They sustain life. And they cultivate life in a unique, and this is what we're going to talk about today, a unique pink way, right? Women are pink and guys are blue, and we are definitely different. Not wrong, just different. And so we're going to talk about that unique pink, what pink way that you ladies impact and influence our world. So God creates life, but as a woman or mother, you have the power of a pink life. And I want you to hear this statement that enables all of humanity to know and experience the life of God. No one apart from Adam has ever experienced the life and blessing of God without a woman. All women were that essential to what we've all experienced. That is your unique pink power. Wow, I got power. Yes, you You know, do. right now, Jessica, our oldest daughter, is pregnant, and so every time I put my hand on her belly and I feel Xander within her move, I'm just, I can't help but think about the Lord. What a wonderful gift, and we're super excited about six weeks. It'll be six weeks on Tuesday. Come on, Sander, you can do it. Yeah. We're cheering for it. And, and Jessica, you and Ian, too. Y'all got a pretty good part to play in that. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, so pinks, we walk different because we have an internal rhythm to nest and to nurture. So women, mothers, we nest and nurture. Men may work their whole lives to provide a place for the family. Yeah, we do. But in, <laughs> Yes, you do. But it's us women that make a house a home. Pinks, we transform the world into a place that embraces family, values individuals, and defines who we are. So our nest is our homes. We decorate it. We make it homey, inviting, and peaceful, hopefully most of the time. Uh, we set the atmosphere. So ladies, I want you to hear this, okay? We set the atmosphere in our homes. 
with our attitudes and with our tone. So women, let's be aware of how we're responding when we're overwhelmed, frustrated, or even upset. And especially during this time that we've been at home with our families even more, with our children more. And somebody say quarantine. Well, that's ended. Praise the Lord. Praise God. So um, if you find your attitude not quite right, you know, just take a step away and ask the Holy Spirit to speak truth to you. And then listen to what he has to say. And then readjust your attitude and go back in there with your, with your children, with your family, and enjoy being with them. So nurture, we nurture, we encourage, we support, we guide, and we protect. We have the responsibility of raising up godly children because as moms, the children are with mothers more when they're young. Would you agree? 100% agree. And so one day, you know, I took parenthood, I took being a mama very seriously because I knew that one day I'm going to stand before the Lord, of course, and I'm going to answer for my whole life, but... I'm going to answer to the Lord for how I was as a mother. Did I, did I teach them? Did I train them in the ways of Him? Well, I'll just compliment you. I think you've done an excellent job. we got some amazing kids. Yes, we do. And uh, we know that very much of that belongs to uh, the investment you made in them. So I love you. Well, to us, we well, make we, a good we work, team. We are a good team. So I also want to, um, want to just, for all of us moms, all of you moms out there, if you're going through a tough time, you know, a tough season with your child or with a teen, just hang on. This too shall pass. Be encouraged. God is with yes. you. Amen. Yes. Awesome. So also I wanted to say that us women, women and mothers, we make life special for our children, for our family, and for our friends. We treasure the little things and the big moments, and uh, like birthdays, holidays, and other special days. If you think about it, who in your family is all about the pictures? It's usually us women. Um, we treasure the moments and the memories. I can remember Christmases, you know, of gathering our kids together, our family. Control chaos. Yes. And uh, you said that I forced y'all a lot yeah, of times. Absolutely. And I, I was going to thank you for that because uh, you really did. I mean, Kayla, I'm just going to be honest. She, she forced us, strong-armed us into getting pictures made. On every occasion, on regular occasions, and uh, for all of our uh, sons that have come into the family, our, our new son-in-law sons, they have learned to uh, begrudgingly uh, smile that, for all the pictures. I think they enjoy it now. Uh, but, so. but I'm going to thank you because uh, all of that forced participation that you've put on us in taking pictures has really been a wonderful gift. Every time, you know, we don't print out pictures and have photo albums like we used to years ago when I was a kid. Uh, but Facebook, Instagram, all the all the social media stuff, it pops up a year ago, five years ago. And you look at all those pictures, and I realize that I owe that to you because I would have never stopped and took that picture. But now I can look back because there's so many moments that we miss that just go right on by that are special occasions and little moments that happen that get caught in a picture. And uh, so thank you for doing that and uh, because it really helps all of us, I think, relive some great memories that we've had. Because life is really good, and sometimes it's it's uh, easy to forget that. But yeah. a good picture of a special moment reminds us how special we really have. So also, if if you gather your, your children together, there was never a time that at least one child was not in a good mood. Or one mother. I mean, no, kids, I'm sorry. Excuse it was always me. the kids. It was always one kid, a different kid. It seemed like every holiday had a had a grumpy attitude. But we... We pressed past it and got our picture, whether with a grumpy face or not. 
Right. And we some have. of those grumpy face pictures are our best memories. So. Yes, they are. All right, well, uh, look at that next point on your outline. So uh, pinks not only walk differently by nesting and nurturing, but they talk different. Uh, and here's a unique thing that I have learned over 29 years of marriage, uh, and that is that women confront in order to connect because they care about us. And uh, if we'll just be real honest, all of us guys here today, uh, our wives and our mothers uh, have probably talked to us in a way that no one else on planet Earth could talk to us. Uh, I mean, if we would be really honest today, if a man spoke to you the way that some of our wives or even mothers have spoke to us, we would punch them right in the face. I mean, it would, would be... You, would you really punch it, them? It would be bad. Babe. It would be game on. It really would. I mean, let's be honest, right? Women talk different. And, and the reality is, and I, I'm still learning this, but I've learned it, and, and I would say the last few years has really kind of brought it home, that as a pink... Uh, pinks don't confront with their words because they want to control. As a matter of fact, most women that we talk to, their number one complaint from their husband is that he doesn't take the lead in their family. And so most wives really aren't trying to control their husbands, but because they care, they confront, and they confront with their words. And sometimes we're <laughs> passionate about what we're talking about. And passionate or aggressive. Well, I think it comes across. Uh, that would be that would be exactly right. So it is passion. Yeah. I interpret it sometimes as aggression. Yeah. And so I have to decode that. I have to interpret your words and recognize that when you confront what sometimes feels like criticism or complaining or critiquing, uh, I have to recognize that behind behind that is really a heart of love. Yes. That says, hey, there's an issue here, and I care about you enough to talk a little bit different than anybody else talks to us. So it's important to have open communication, but mutual understanding is vital. It really is, and that's where that, that interpretation comes because from. Because we can be saying the same thing with two different meanings. So one of our favorite examples is a guy can say, I have nothing to wear. And a woman can say, I have nothing to wear, but we are talking about two different things. Because when a woman says it, what do you mean? It means I have nothing new to wear. <laughs> and when a guy says I have nothing to wear, he means I have nothing clean. So, so <laughs> it's the same thing, but totally different. Same phrase, <laughs> different meaning, because we talk different. And so pinks have a language that is unique to them, and it is a gift from God that, uh, that helps us men. Amen? All right. All right. So pinks, we think different because we see the world through pink glasses. As a woman, a mother, we think different because we see different. Our position as a mother, as a woman, it gives us a perception that our families need. We process information, emotions, and problems through a pink filter that empowers us to influence our families and the world for God's glory. So we process information, emotions, and problems. My position as a mother gives me a perception that my family needs, that my children needed. And it, all of this just reminded me of a story of a time with Jessica. This Jessica's got lots of good stories about her. She does. Because <laughs> she was stubborn and very strong-willed. <laughs> but um, this happened uh, like three or four days after she turned 18. And um, it was on a Sunday morning, and we had she had sent a young girl to me to give me a message that she was going to leave and go stay with a friend for several days. And, um, well, I wasn't having it because the friend wasn't in a good place at the time. 
So I found out where they were and I marched out to the back. This was at the downtown campus, to the back of the parking lot. And they were just at the car. And I said, Jessica, if you get in that car, I'm gonna drag you out by the head of your hair. And I told a friend, I said, if she gets in the car with you and y'all leave, I'm gonna call the police and I'm gonna tell them whatever it is that they that they need to know to get you to pull over. Mama Bear came out. Yes, I mean. it did. Because I saw the scheme of the enemy going after my, my girl. And so, thank God I didn't have to drag her out by the head of her hair. Thank God. Um, she listened to me, so we, we went up. We didn't go down the stairs to the office. We went up through the sanctuary because I needed to tell you what was going on. It's always fun to hear right before you preach, right, by the way. Yes, right before. And so I marched her through the sanctuary, and we went down to the office, and we talked there for about 10 minutes. And, um, you know, I just wasn't getting through to her, so we ended up going home. And on the way home, I was still talking to her, trying to get through to her head, get her to open up and talk to me, and she just wasn't, like I said, very stubborn. So I just started praying silently to myself, and I'll never forget this prayer. Holy Spirit, we need an intervention we need you to intervene because I've said all and I've done all and I'm at, I'm at my end. I'm, I, I don't know. So we get home and the house that we lived in at the time, it locked from the inside and from the outside. And so I locked us in the house and I took the key. And I promise you, my thoughts was if I knew how to take something apart on her car so her car wouldn't run, I was going to do that too. She don't know how to do that though. I don't. So I just took her car keys. And I hid them in the house, and we went upstairs, and we sat on the couch, her on one end, me on the other. And like I said, her birthday was just a few days before that. And we sat there, and there was her birthday card that I had wrote her. And I used to write a lot of words in the cards. She still does write Not a lot of words much, in the cards. Yes, she does. But back then, a whole lot. And so on her birthday, Jessica didn't read it. And so I asked her, I said, did you ever read your card? She didn't say anything, so I took that as a no. I thought she might pick it up, but she didn't. So I picked the card up, and I read it. And I'm telling y'all, everything that I had wrote in that card, it wasn't for her for her birthday, but it was for today, for this moment in time, because I'd written stuff, unbeknownst to me, that she needed to hear today or that day. And so I read it, and I set the card there in between us, thinking she might pick it up after I set it down, but of course she didn't. She waited a good five or ten minutes, and um, so she picked it up finally, and she read it, and when she read it, the tears started falling, the walls came down, and she opened up and started talking to me, and so I was able to love on her, encourage her, support her through what she was struggling with, and minister truth to her, and we got a breakthrough that day. That was a game changer in her life and really a turning point for her yeah. as an 18-year-old young lady really about to step into a new season in her yeah. life. But if she would have left, if I hadn't went out there and fought for her, things would have been different. So we fight the schemes of the enemy. The mama bear can come out in any mama against the schemes of the enemy, but we do not fight people with our children. We don't fight other mamas. We don't fight other, we just don't. You fight the schemes of the enemy. And let me just say this because what you said there I think is really important because as a woman, uh, a pink, you think different because you see things. And you saw, uh, you saw the scheme of the enemy against Jessica. 
and you went to war against that scheme. And I, and I think that's huge because one of the challenges I think that we have as parents uh, raising teenagers, when you're raising teenagers, is that uh, when a child goes through a time of rebellion or disobedience, which is really the scheme of the enemy against your teenager because the enemy wants to destroy your teenager. And so Satan comes against your child, my child, our teenagers, with this act of rebellion or disobedience. And then what happens is, is that same scheme against your teenager to destroy them is also a scheme against us as parents. And specifically even mothers to a new level because of the emotional degree that you ladies feel things. And the scheme of the enemy against the parents is that the devil wants you to make your child the enemy. If all of a sudden Satan can get you fighting against your child because of their rebellion, instead of fighting against the scheme of the enemy, then all of a sudden there's a wall of division that keeps you as a parent from being able to minister to your child, to being able to love them and lead them through this time of rebellion and disobedience. So the Lord told me a long, long time ago, dealing with another, another child going through an issue, to um, you know, not to get on to, not to get on to them, but to love them through it. And we are big on discipline, and there are, there are repercussions, and there's all kind of things that, that do our kids don't just get by. But one of the things we decided a long time ago is that we were going to uh, love raising teenagers, yes. and that was a challenge uh, because all of our kids went through rebellious times, disobedient times. We had challenges with every child that we raised. But we can honestly say we loved raising our teens, Uh, and it was a gift from God. And so uh, that's a mindset that you have to think. Now, Uh, I just want to say this. I did threaten to drag her out by the head of her hair. That was my flesh. That wasn't the Lord. And I don't encourage parents to drag your children by their heads of their hair. So don't do that. But we want you to know part of our prayer in this message today is that you know that, you know what, we're your pastors. Man, we're real. Uh, we have real struggles. Uh, we, we raise real teenagers and real kids. They've grown into amazing adults. We're super proud of all of our kids. Uh, but the reality is, is man, life happens to all of us. And we have power through Christ to war and win. And as a mom, you have that pink power that sees things that most of us dads don't see that enables you to not only think differently but fight differently to win for our kids. And so thank you for doing that for our family. Man, all right. Well, our last kind of wrap-up point here this morning uh, is that pinks have power because they are divinely different, right? You ladies are divinely different. You're different than a man. Kelly is pink, and I'm blue, and she's going to see things in a pink way. I'm going to see things in a blue way. She's going to think pink. I'm going to think blue. She's going to walk pink. I'm going to walk blue. And we're neither one of us are wrong. We're just different. And that divine difference makes all of you ladies, all of you moms, powerful, powerful, powerful. So you're divinely different. So ladies, hear this. Ladies, don't apologize. Don't apologize for who you are. Submit who you are to God and then celebrate your pink power. So I really like this point um, just a few days ago. So anyways, the Holy Spirit was just revealing some, some things within me that I need to change. Um, and I made the statement that I didn't like, um, sometimes I don't like my personality because I am quiet and reserved and I would rather be a little more outgoing and put myself out there. So I don't have to apologize for who I am, but I can submit that to God and I can ask the Holy Spirit to help me change. 
and celebrate my pink power. Because you are a amazing woman. Well, thank you. Well, I believe we all have issues that uh, we need to change. Absolutely. We all have things in our life that we need to change, and we need to like who we are, not apologize for who we are, but submit those to the Lord and ask Him to help us change. Amen. Amen. So, as we wrap this up today, uh, I just want to say uh, on behalf of all the men out there, uh, husbands and sons. I, I try to tell Kelly every day how much I love her and I appreciate her and I try to make her know that she is honored in our home. She's an amazing wife, an awesome mom, a great leader, and uh, it's been a joy to spend the last 29 years of my life with you, uh, and I'm excited about the best that's yet to come. But I know there are a lot of moms out there today, a lot of wives, that maybe you don't have that husband or son. Maybe that affirmation's not there. Maybe there's not somebody cheering you on on a daily basis. Well, on behalf of all those men that should be doing what they're not doing, I just want to say to you today that we believe, we believe you are significant and you are irreplaceable and you are powerful. And we love you and we want to honor you today. So happy Mother's Day to all you moms. And my prayer for all of you moms out there is that today you did feel loved and special, not just today, but every day. But for today, that we would be filled with such joy and lots and lots of laughter. Because I think sometimes we can be a little too serious. We definitely can be. And, and laugh not only at funny jokes or your kids or movies or whatever, but laugh at yourself. You know, to laugh when I mess up. The other day, someone was doing something that I thought was really silly. It was cold outside, and they were going to go do something that I thought was just... Didn't need, didn't need to. And instead of worrying or anything like that, I just laughed. I just, I literally, I found myself just laughing at it. So it was good. So we want to just bow our heads together. So I want to challenge you if you're in the parking lot or driving church or you're at home today, if you're near your wife or your mother, uh, won't you just take her hand or just reach out and put your hand on her shoulder right now? Let's just bless the amazing pink ladies that are in our lives this morning because they are so special and we are so thankful for all of you. So let's bow our heads today as we bless them. So Father, we thank you today, Father, for our wives, our mothers, our moms. We thank you for the pinks that are in our lives, the ladies, God, that make our world such a special place. And we pray your blessing and your favor upon them right now. I pray that today they would feel the honor and the pleasure of the Lord, that they would feel your affirmation upon their heart. And I ask you today right now that they would feel the love of their family. And Lord, maybe their family's not around them today. Maybe there's not a hand holding their hand or a hand on their shoulder today. But Lord, I pray that they would feel our hands right now, God. That they would feel the love of the local church and the body of Christ that says we value you and we honor you as a wife, as a woman, as a mother. And Father, I pray that you would fill their hearts with joy and love and life and laughter. And Lord, as Kelly said, may we laugh at ourselves and may we laugh at life. And Lord, may we find the joy and the healing that comes through a life lived fully and freely in you. So bless every woman, every wife, every mother today. In the glorious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Well, God bless you. Happy Mother's Day.